4: We are back for another week of You Need to Hear This. I am the host, Nedra glover Tawab, And today we will be talking about friendships and in particular, those friendships that are tumultuous and exhausting. I often think about how long have we been in certain relationships and at what point did those relationships become unhealthy? I once had a friendship where I noticed it becoming unhealthy and I held on to it longer than I needed to. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And then at the end, the way it ended, I was like, oh, my gosh, we could have spared each other years of frustration and resentment and, you know, whatever those things were, if we had ended like on a high note, you know, sometimes I love when TV shows do that, right? It's like three seasons and you're wanting more. It's like, that's ending on a high note versus like, oh my gosh, another season. You know, sometimes we don't need another season Of a friendship. We don't need another conversation where we're arguing. We don't need to issue any more advice. We just need to release it. And I know that is so hard for us, but if we think about friendships in the way of we're constantly like, You know, maybe not as much in adulthood, but certainly in childhood, you know, we made our friends based on whatever we were doing, whatever grade we were in, whatever area we lived in. so if, you know, whoever is in the neighborhood, if they moved, it was like, okay, not your friend anymore. If you went to third grade, you know, it's like, all right, no more second grade friends. You know, it was much easier for us to release. And then, you know, maybe middle school, high school, we start to keep people a little longer. And then some of us, you know, we keep carrying some of those things that no longer fit who we are. You know, you may no longer be your ninth grade self and have some, you know, friends that, that are, that are really holding on to that, that moment in life. You may have your, your friends from college and it's like, oh my gosh, like so different in college. Maybe you like certain things, maybe, you know, eight years ago, You also loved gossip. Maybe eight years ago, you were in a very messy place, but you're not anymore. And when your friends are still in those places, you know, it's not that you've outgrown the person. It's just like, I don't want chaos, right? So how do we step away from chaos? Not necessarily step away from people, but how do I leave chaos alone? So let's get into today's call.
2: Yeah, hi. Uh, I have a question regarding issues with one of my friends. Um, I've known this friend for approximately seven to eight years. Uh, In that time, I have upset her three times to the point where she will stop talking to me or block me through social media and text messages for a period of time and then reach back out when she's ready to speak to me again. Let me try to explain each situation. Uh, I'm completely aware that I've been in the wrong for some of this and... I'm not excusing my part at all. The questions I want answered are, was the way I handled it inappropriate, or could I have done something better? Uh, At what point do I walk away? And finally, if I do walk away, do I owe her an explanation, or do I just ignore her and consider the friendship over? Um, First of all, she was in an abusive relationship, and to avoid tons of details, she divorced him. She got a restraining order and started to heal through therapy. I know I would use her story as an example to others when they would discuss their personal lives. Um, However, I really tried to always just say my friend when referring to her. Uh, Can I say I didn't slip up and use her name? It is possible, but I really tried hard to avoid it. I noticed one time she stopped responding to me, but we were both busy and so I didn't really think much of it. Uh, and then but six, maybe nine months later, out of the blue, she contacts me and asks to meet. So uh, she said she'd missed me and she wanted to talk. Uh, this is when she expressed how a mutual person we know told her I was talking about her personal life to everyone. Um, I let her talk and express her feelings. I I told her I would use her life as an example, but was very careful about not saying her name, but also that if I did, it wasn't to intentionally spread her business. Um, And when I asked her who this person was that told her, she refused to tell me. I felt that if I'm being accused of such a thing, I should have the right to know who is saying this. She felt like it wasn't my business, which upset me. But overall, I valued her as a friend, so I apologized for anything that I did as it wasn't intentional to hurt her, and I dropped it.
4: Who was saying this? You know, I'm wondering, how many people did you tell? You know, if you could just go back to that list and think about how many people you actually told. Perhaps multiples told her about this. I don't know, but... If they were able to identify, wow, he's talking about, let me use a general name here, I don't know your friend, but he's talking about Sally based on the details, whether you said her name or not, the information was probably too personal. What kind of examples are you giving when this person's life is even necessary as a part of the example? You know, sometimes with us therapists, It can be very helpful to use an antidote with a client or to, you know, talk about a situation. And what I find to be very helpful is using TV. You know, it's made up, it's fictive. There are tons of things on TV shows, movies, where we can pull something out that can relate to a person's situation. Even sometimes books. We don't have to, I don't have to use my friend and say, you know, well, I have a friend, um, at most, I may share my own story and call myself the friend, right? Like I have a friend, it's me. I am the friend. Um, I have a friend who, you know, or I know of a person, but let that story be about you and maybe not your actual friend who, you know, these other people are acquainted with. So, is it appropriate the way she responded? It certainly sounds like she was hurt. There was some inappropriate behavior on your side, which you certainly recognize. And although it wasn't your intention to hurt her, it certainly was hurtful. So, you know, it's good that you apologized and I hope that there was a lesson learned here that what's said to you by someone is literally said to you by someone and should not be repeated. And again, if you want to use some examples There's TVs, book, magazines, all sorts of things where you can pull some examples from and not these real life experiences where people are able to quickly tie, oh my gosh, she is talking about Tanisha. You know, you don't want that sort of situation. It can get really messy. As a friend to many, I certainly understand that sometimes our friends are telling us things that might be a little too heavy for us to, you know, sit with or process, that's a great way to, you know, maybe bring in a therapist and and talk about this stuff. Your therapist certainly won't tell your friend, like if you're like, oh my gosh, I have this heavy stuff about her divorce and restraining order and all this stuff and I have to share it, maybe share it with a therapist, write it down in your journal. I don't know, but it's certainly not saying it to other people, You know, as I'm listening to this, I think about the movie The Best Man, where one of their friends writes a book about actual events that occurred in their friend group. And it causes all of this pandemonium and, you know, it almost ends a friendship and it certainly builds years of resentment and questions within the friend group, because it's like, this is fictive. And it's like, no, it's absolutely real. Clearly feelings were, you know, expressed in some sort of way. And we have to be really careful, even if it is the truth, be protective of your friendships, be protective of what people say to you, because they're telling you, Because they trust you. If they wanted everyone to know, you know, they would put it on Facebook. They would share it with everyone. But they're bringing it to you because it is for you and you only. I'm
3: preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step.
1: The next, an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safty, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there.
2: Okay, so the next issue was maybe a year later. She was dating this guy. He didn't treat her horribly, but I felt she deserved better. She was always upset and questioning the relationship. She'd call me repeatedly crying and upset or just asking for advice. So to be honest, I was tired of hearing the same thing over and over again and telling her it was best if she moved on, but yet she stayed. So during this time, I started to stop answering texts and messages to meet due to the fact that I didn't want to hear the same problems over and over and over again and give her the same advice that she wasn't going to take. And also, I was really busy during this time. I took a more demanding job. My boys just graduated high school, and I was trying to help them move and start establishing their own lives. And my daughter had a baby, and I had my own relationship. Uh, If I couldn't find a time to talk or meet, she would get upset because... I was ignoring her, and she felt like I was blowing her off. When I did respond, she would comment with, uh, Oh my God, you're alive! Or, um, you do remember who I am. And that upset me because I felt like she didn't respect that I have a life, and I'm needing to live as well. I can't say at this time if she intentionally stopped communicating, or if it dwindled because I just didn't have time. I don't know. So after some time, I hear from her again, and she wants to meet to express how upset I made her feel. I... I told her I understand, but I also felt that she wasn't respecting my boundaries and time. Uh, Her response was, yeah, I know, you're always busy. And I felt like this was a sarcastic response, or she thought I was lying. So uh, I let her continue to tell me how her actions made her feel, and then decided that I was going to start creating some distance.
4: I wonder what would have happened if you were honest about the content of the conversations you were having and how those conversations were (sighs) sort of. Causing you to feel a bit frustrated because you were trying to help her with this situation. She wasn't listening to your advice. She was always upset and crying. And, you know, it sounds like maybe on your part, you started to shift and focus on other things. Maybe, you know, she became a little more low on the totem pole of things in your life because. You didn't want to hear about the stuff she was talking about. You know, I I think using the the reason of I have a life, I have kids, I have these things. It's certainly a great reason, but if you were able to maintain communication with other people in your life and you didn't reduce it, I would wonder if the reduction was due to the content of what was being said. And it's, it's okay if that's the case. And to be honest about that with a person and to say, you know, your words verbatim, I was tired of hearing the same thing over and over and telling her it was best if she moved on. You know, you were tired of hearing the same things over and over. And sometimes when we're in that listening role, instead of saying to a person, hey, I've I've reached the end of the road with advice giving, I've given you everything that I can think of to give, you'll keep listening and you're just burning yourself out. And what happens when we run away from burnout? What the exact thing that happened with your friend, right? Like this person starts to notice and it's like, oh my gosh, bigger problem created." I once had a friend who was in a pretty not so great relationship and she would always ask my advice and it was the same situation. She would ask my advice. She'd be upset. And it did get to a point where I, you know, I said to her, hey, I'm not giving you any more advice. I think this is your life and whatever you decide to do, you will do it. You're not going to listen to what I say. What I say really has no value in your life anyway. Like you should make your own decision. So you from here on out decide. And, you know, she would bring something up and I would just say, you know, have you talked to to your person about that? What are you deciding? So I would take it back to, you know, her having some power to decide for herself, because that's really when people are ready to make the change, when they decide for themselves or they're ready to make that change. You telling someone, hey, move on, when they're not ready to move on, they'll just be in that situation and they want to process. Also, we don't always have to give people advice. We can just listen. You know, that's that's so much of what we need to do a better job of in our relationships is just listening without fixing. This guy could be horrible and doing whatever, and it's just like, Oh, okay, he did that and that and that and that. Oh, wow, how are you feeling? What's going on? Oh my gosh, let me give you a hug. It's not like, oh, I have to tell her to leave. Oh, she's got to stop crying. But you can say to a person, I see that you're very sad and upset and it's hard for me to watch. And I don't know if I can, you know, continue to talk you through this thing because I'm starting to feel a way about even hearing you talk about it. So being very clear and upfront can be helpful. Now, there are times when we are absolutely clear with people and they don't listen and they'll still keep doing this thing. And again, you know, that burnout can be very frustrating. It does get you to the point of, "Oh my gosh, I literally am tired of hearing this thing," and you start to focus on other things. So, on that and and really speak up about you know, what you were feeling and and why you did it. Be honest about that. Let's keep listening.
2: It has now been two years since the second thing happened. Uh, She reached out because she wanted to talk. She said she had broken up with the boyfriend and I'd also broken up with my partner. So I was needing to also heal and talk about it. And uh, she was going through some similar feelings and emotions. So it was a nice release of getting my emotions out and, I thought maybe we could reconnect. So I met up with her, and she's been going to therapy, and I noticed a huge change in her. I felt like she was a completely different person. So I thought this time would be different... She removed the toxic relationships, and we can go back to the good friends we were. We were able to communicate and discuss what I felt was healthy for both of us. She was accepting and listening and validating my feelings as I did to her. I was traveling out east to visit a friend, and I told her that she should come along to release the stresses of work after the breakup. We bought our plane tickets. We booked a hotel. We started planning some fun things to do while I was there. So fast forward to two months ago, I get a message that says, I don't want to be the third wheel if you're gonna hang out with your friend the whole time. I don't want to go. I explained that this would be lunch or dinner or once or twice uh, or possibly part of a day. And I'd make sure to make her feel included during that time. and she said, okay, so uh, then I get a message maybe a week later. That says she has this expense and we can only do free stuff and can't eat out and we'd have to buy food at the grocery store and eat at the hotel and so now I'm angry. This is my vacation that I included her on and she was trying to dictate the itinerary because she didn't have money now. So I sent her a couple of solutions and ideas to her expense problem hoping to help her. And I said, her, well, we need to discuss the trip because maybe we have to cancel. And she would set up two or three times to meet, but always canceled because she was busy. And finally, she sends me a text message saying she was going to cancel the trip and said she emailed me the confirmation of flights being canceled. Uh, Since we went with Economy, they issued a voucher, and I rescheduled my flight using the voucher and sent her an email and a text and a Facebook message saying that I used the voucher and let me know when I can stop by to drop off the money I owe. I have not heard from her since the message saying she canceled. I'm assuming I upset her somehow and I'm blocked again. I don't know.
4: This relationship sounds very hot and cold. This blocking back and forth is really interesting, particularly in a relationship that both parties at some point want to return to. You know, I wonder what's the draw here? Like, how did you meet as friends? What are the good parts of your relationship? Because I'm not hearing a lot of that you know, of course you wrote in with the issues. So this is all about the issues, but you know, maybe doing some journaling on your own just to discover why do you want to keep this relationship? Why is this relationship important to you? Perhaps there is something here that I am not hearing something that, you know, maybe we glossed over and didn't get to, you know, in today's call, but you know, the blocking after these big things and, I'm not saying you shouldn't have any issues with your friends, but you all have had a few share of incompatibility issues, you know, um, how you travel, how you communicate. It's almost as if there is some friendship therapy needed to really get to the bottom of these issues. If you want to move forward in the relationship, because it sounds like they're not even the same issues over and over, right? It's new things popping up. And Maybe it's a mismatch. Maybe it's a way that you communicate that can be improved. I'm not quite sure here, but it sounds like something you keep returning to. And I'm wondering why, you know, if you're blocked right now, what happens in the future when she reaches out again? Will you go back? Will you continue this cycle of like, you know, we're gone along well, then we have this issue and up, I'm blocked. Like, do you want to stay in that Pattern of events in your relationship, or do you want to, you know, maybe move away from it and say, you know, this friendship was great while it lasted? I don't know. It's the blocking to me sounds like an inability to communicate, I'm mad or I'm upset. And so, my communication of that is just blocking you, not really processing or talking about the issue. And I wonder, how do you even talk about the issues? Is it, is it helpful the way that you talk about them? Do you all come to some sort of resolution? The biggest thing for me here is we think that if we leave a relationship, the problems that we had in the relationship will go away but what tends to happen in life is if we don't communicate well in this friendship Will you communicate better in the next friendship? Do you communicate better with your other friends? Do you communicate well with your partners, with your children? Like, you know, maybe this is an ongoing issue in many spaces. So think about some of the issues that you've had in this relationship. Let's go back to the sharing of other people experiences. Is that something you do with other people? In relationships, is it you sharing, you know, your mom's business, your sister's business, whoever, maybe, you know, that's a problem. In most relationships, if we think about maybe traveling with people, being very clear about how you like to travel, the expectations and those sort of things, those are things you can, you know, maybe there's an opportunity to to be more upfront. Some of these things seem really abrupt, like the, oh my gosh, we have to change the plan of how we travel. I no longer have money, so we need to eat in the hotel. You know, I I think some of these things are on, on both sides. You know, it's not all you in this relationship, there have been, you know, some issues on both sides, but I would really think deeply about What things that I contribute that I may need to work on in future relationships? Perhaps when people are, you know, sharing stories with me, my go-to may not need to be, you need to leave the relationship or this is what you should do. Maybe I should just say, hmm, that sounds really hard for you. Oh gosh, I could tell you're upset. Those are relationship skills you can apply in any sort of relationship. It may not need to be this relationship But, you know, you'll have to decide if this is something you want to revisit in the future. Let's listen to the final points in this caller's issue.
3: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step.
1: You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there.
2: I'm at the point where she is an exhausting friend who requires too much. I'm pretty sure I didn't want to continue this friendship, but aware that with her patterns, she will reach out again. I don't want to get sucked back in to this cycle, as I feel she thinks... Everything is deserved, and if that's her perspective, I'm okay with that. However, I don't feel she gives me the same. So how do I respond to her, or what should I do if and when she contacts me again? I obviously want to give her the money I owe her, but other than that, when I see her, how do I handle this situation?
4: You can give her the money, you know, via cash app, via PayPal, via um, a check in the mail. There are so many ways to give her this money. You do not need to place it in her hand. So I would get really creative around how to give her her money back. You know, I don't know. Maybe you send that with a note just saying like, you know, I wanted to do the right thing and return your money to you. Um, Here's your $150 or whatever it is, you know, so you can, you can give her her money back. You don't need to be in contact with her to do that. I do wonder in the future when she reaches out, it doesn't mean that you have to respond to it. It can be really wonderful for her to, you know, maybe say hello or something like that. And that'll be that, you know, it's not, Hey, hello, let's go out for drinks. Hey, hello. Have you watched so-and-so on TV? It's like, Oh, okay. Hi. You know, and maybe you need to be very clear and say, I want to get out of this pattern that we have and I appreciate you reaching out and I hope you're doing well. That could be it. You know, you really get to decide how you want to respond to it if you don't want to continue in the relationship. And the only way it continues is if you agree to it. You need to hear this. Sometimes we need to ask ourselves do I want the same thing in the future? And that's really based off of what we've received in the past and some of our relationships. Not everything improves. Sometimes we just get more of what we already experienced. So time does not change people. And sometimes even these blow-ups doesn't change people. It just brings them back to us in the same way they left us. So if you really want something to change, something has to be different. Something has to be different with us or it needs to be different with the other person. You Need to Hear This is an iHeart production hosted by me, Nedra Glover-Tawwab. Our executive producer is Joelle Bodique. Our senior producer and editor is Mia Don taylor Send us a voice memo with your questions about boundaries and relationships at you need to hear this at iHeartMedia.com. You know, I'm really interested in people who want to talk more about frenemies postpartum and father son relationships. If you are having any challenges in those areas or you're looking to process something in those areas please send us a voice note or write a letter and I would love to talk through those issues with you on you need to hear this.